This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Yeah, and LaFleur kind of said it too. He was like, whichever team can bounce back going into London better is the team that'll win this game. Because you said it's not just, you know, technically it's a neutral site, so you're not talking about like a home field advantage, but it's going to be really rowdy. The London fans are great. You've got, like you said, jet lag. There's a mental jet lag, I think, when you play even going into overtime. Yes, they were at home, but it's an extra 10 minutes on your body. It's taxing. Um, Just, you know, knowing that this was a game that could almost have slipped through your fingers. That's a lot. And I think one of the concerns, and like you said, we don't want to look too far ahead to the Giants yet. The Patriots had a third string quarterback in. So going into the game, even against Brian Hoyer, you knew the plan was probably going to be to lean on the run game. And the, yeah. the, the Patriots have a great one-two tandem. So how is it that there's a third string quarterback that comes in? I don't even, I'm not even 100% sure that Rogers knew his name. He kept calling him the third string quarterback. Like, and that's no disrespect to Bailey, but I, that just his shows His first you. NFL start ever. Right. And they're like, Hey, Rashawn, did you watch any film on him? And he's like, no, because why you just, would why they? would you? Yeah. So to let, the Patriots tandem come in and rush for 167 yards. Why? Like, I, I get that the other team gets paid too. And, you know, LaFleur said as much like, Hey, it's a Bill Belichick team. Like I think maybe the fans, we did ourselves a, a disservice by saying like a trap game and stuff, you know, throw those words out, whatever. I don't think that's NFL players don't look at it like that, but on paper, the Packers were such a better football team that I think everybody expected this to be a route. And then when the Patriots came in and didn't roll over right away, everyone was like, whoa, 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 I don't like this. <laughs> so, but I mean, we I said it'd be a two-score win for the Packers, so I'm part of it. I'm part of the problem. I just thought going into Lambeau Field, you know that you want to make this Patriots offense one note. And their one note was that they dominated on the on the ground and the Packers didn't have an answer for it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, maybe Bailey Zappi is the next coming of Tom Brady and <laughs> we'll look back on this game and be like, oh, it's the turning point. That's why. Um, no, I agree. I mean, it's the same with I, I don't know why I always come back to this game. It was the Dalvin Cook for touchdown game. Right. And I think either one or both of the Vikings receivers were hurt in that game. And you knew all they were going to do is run the ball. And yet there was no stacking the box. There was no. um just like focus on stopping the run game. And part of me wonders if losing Amos was part of that, right? You lose Amos very, very early in the game. Amos likes to play down in the box. He's a very good run stopper. He's a very good tackler. So you do have two, I mean, depth guys out there because you don't have Jai either. So I think maybe that's part of it. But the Packers have stacked themselves on the D line at this point that you kind of have to expect at this point that, that front is going to be able to stop the run with their main starters or maybe get Devonta wide in there, get TJ Slayton in there, get the big bodies in there, but it didn't look, I think the defense still had a really nice performance and we're picking on the one thing that they clearly need to work on. Um, But teams are going to see this right and think, okay, here's a blueprint to be able to get yardage against what is clearly going to be a very very good defense in the nfl this season yeah and if there's one running back who's gonna you know have their opportunities saquon barkley is one of the top guys you would put into that category but you know credit credit where it's due we can talk about the defense more holistically in just a second but joe barry you know for as much as we 
nitpick, like you said, and we can question like some of his decisions. You know, we're going to talk about the Justin Jefferson game at least this entire season because it's just, you know, every time the Vikings play and there's actual coverage against Justin Jefferson, we're going to be like, hey, that's what that looks like. But the point is, when when his defense's back is up against a wall, we've seen it now for two consecutive weeks. They stood tall against the Bucks, you know, to, to prevent that game from going into overtime. And then when the Patriots needed 15 yards in overtime to kick a field goal and win the game, the Packers didn't let up and they got off the field and Rudy Ford made the play there, you know, the, the backup safety. So, you know, credit where it's due to the, the Joe Barry defense, his guys know like in those moments, I think he set them up really well to understand that buckle down and they do a really nice job of like closing out games. Yeah. They have a definitely a different mentality this season of backing themselves in those moments um, which I think to a few seasons ago, it would have been a, okay, Ben, 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 oops, break. And I think unfortunately as a fan, you're like, you're remembering those defenses, right? The defenses that have let, you know, the offense down so many times in the playoffs and the defenses that have lost in overtime, but this isn't that defense, right? And you do, like you said, have to give them credit because they are showing up in big moments and, Look, defense is really hard to play in the NFL. You're not going to get zero, three points every single week. Offenses are going to score on you. Now, do you want it to be a third-string quarterback? Probably not, but they did have those moments. And, I mean, Rashawn Gary was best player on the field in this game for all four quarters, and everything else kind of follows suit. I mean, I think besides the run game, I think the front actually did a really nice job getting a ton of pressure on Zappi now. That's what you should do. I was thinking about Jordan Love's first start mm-hmm. last season while I was watching this game. And I was like, Joe Barry's got to look, he should be like sending the house more often than he was. Now, obviously, that leaves your coverage open if Bailey Zappi does get the ball out. And there were moments where Patriots receivers were really wide open and I was like where are our cornerbacks but at the same time it's his first NFL start Lambeau was getting pretty loud from what I could hear on the broadcast and you should be rattling this guy but they did get to him I think they had four sacks in this game so they did get to him plenty Um, I would have liked to see a little bit more of the blitz yeah and I mean I think that's just the vet savvy of Bill Belichick right like the run game really started to pick up when the Patriots offensive line put in a six lineman so, you know, that's that's how you get the ground game going. You know, hey, Rashawn Gary is blitzing off the edge. We will just throw another 300-pound human onto that side and run away from Rashawn, and that solves the bulk of the problem. But I did think it was a really nice game. And we have to remember that, you know, the Packers offense spotted the Patriots seven points. So if you're thinking about it from a defensive standpoint, the defense gave up 17 points, which is really good. I mean, we talked about last week, Matt LaFleur said, if your defense gives up 12 points you need to win those football games. And I think this was another example. Anytime your defense can hold the team, I would say even under 20 in today's NFL with how high scoring and explosive most teams are, you should win those games. So, you know, kudos to the Packers defense for clamping down. And I thought it was fun to see more guys involved. Jaron Reed led the team in combined tackles. He had eight total. He had one sack. It was nice to see him in there. I thought Rudy Ford played really well for Amos. You know, that was something that we were thinking he's, primarily in there obviously to be a special teams ace and he's looked damn good doing that but it was nice to see him come in and still be productive on defense so I thought the team responded well and I think you know this is one of those those character wins where we talked about it earlier in the show like 
three and one going into, you know, your next game feels a lot better than two and two. And I think sometimes, you know, there's a lot of players that talk about like, we don't believe in, in mojo or momentum, but there's a hangover. And when you're flying seven hours, there's an additional hangover involved. So to go in there, you know, feeling high instead of, you know, thinking about everything that slipped away from you, it matters. Yeah, absolutely. There were a couple other guys that I think had really, really quietly nice games. I mean, Preston was in there on almost every single pressure and I'm sure it's easier right for him when Rashawn is and Kenny Clark are getting after the quarterback. But I just think Preston like really sets the edge really well. Um, And when he has his moments, he can get in front of the quarterback's face. Darnell Savage, I thought stepped up at safety. When Amos went out, I was like, are we about to see an unfortunate savage day without Amos <laughs> back there? But we didn't at all. And that's, I mean, to be fair, it's not like the Patriots took too many deep shots. Um, but he had a really nice day. The Packers are sniffing out those um, lateral passes behind the line of scrimmage. Like nobody's business these days. Him and, and Rasul can spot that from a mile away. Had Both had tackles for losses. So think uh, opposing offenses should stop doing those um, or don't stop doing those Stokes too. Like you don't really hear Stokes's name all that often. He's just like playing great ball. So overall, I think this defense knows they have to carry this team a little bit right now, right? It's, it's on them, but they're stepping up to the task and I almost feel like they're happy to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think for so long and it's different for guys like Rashawn who weren't necessarily there, but the Packers have always been like a historically explosive offensive team and the defense, you know, most playoff losses, you could argue it'd be like, oh, Aaron Rodgers put up 42 points, but the other team put up 45 points. Then that's why they lost, you know, so it's really nice, I think, for the defense to be like, hey, we understand that the offense is still figuring things out. There's growing pains we can we can step up and and make some plays and i think kenny clark said that really well too where he's i think it was last week where he said you know these are games historically that maybe our defense lets slip so the fact that we're not letting them slip away this year says a lot and this is another one of those games where the defense could have let it slip away and yes you know the offense could have done more could have put up more points costly fumbles a lot of mistakes that you know should have been the dagger that weren't the dagger but the fact that the defense can rise to the occasion when their backs are against the wall I think says a lot about the mentality of this team and it just goes to show us that like yes we're still talking about a team that has a lot to clean up but if they can put things together and start cleaning things up this is when you figure it out the first four games of the season even the first eight games of the season you're allowed to make some of these mistakes and it's better to make them now than in the playoffs so clean it up go on a run to end the season and see what happens. Yeah. It's, it's just interesting to me, like watching this game versus the way the stats have shaken out, just paint completely different pictures. Because if you look at it, the Packers had 443 total yards. The Patriots had 271. The Packers had 244 passing yards. The Patriots had 104. The Packers still had more rushing yards than them at 199. They had more yards per play at 6.2 versus the Patriots, 4.7. Like they win, they have it. the Patriots beat in every single category. More first downs, better on third down efficiency, more total plays, more sacks, less punts. Like everything about this game on paper shows me that I guess the Packers were never really going to lose because they were the better team. But in watching it, it, it felt like pulling teeth And not every game is going to be a blowout, but this team has to get better at 
giving themselves some separation between an opponent that they're just clearly better than. Yeah, I think it was one of the things we talked about too, like in the first season under LaFleur was the Packers kind of play to whatever caliber their opponent is. And it worked really well in spurts when they were playing against you know, like the Titans at Lambeau Field. And they were like, hey, these are two teams that are Super Bowl contending teams. And, you know, the Packers just blew them out of the water. But then, you know, you have other games where it's like, hey, this is a this is a football team that is way below 500. And you're playing like you're also well below 500. So I I don't know why that is. And I know it's a week to week league. And, you know, I think so they're on the broadcast even saying like it's getting harder to win in the NFL there aren't any layups. There aren't any gimmies anymore. Like bad teams are still really good football teams. And I think that we forget that sometimes, but I just, it would be nice to see the Packers come out with their hair on fire. And I feel like we haven't seen that much yet. And I don't know if it's like Matt LaFleur, I think is a fantastic coach. I don't have any like negative things to say about him, but I wonder if there needs to be like more juice or like, it feels like there's something missing as far as like schematically and technically you're fantastic. You bring everything to the table. But when it comes time to like and to like motivate the team, maybe that's why it's player led is because Matt's just not that guy. I don't know. Do you know, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like it just I feels do. like there's they need to like to elevate a little bit. I think Hackett was that guy. Yeah. I, I actually think that this team is missing Nathaniel Hackett. And I was thinking about this because the Broncos are not having the best start mm-hmm. to the season. And I was like, you know, worse comes to worse. Just have Hackett come back because they had the best offense in the league the season he was OC. And he he brought back the gold zone, right? Like he, I think, was that compliment to Matt LaFleur's quieter demeanor, quiet, quieter leader demeanor. Um, I don't know enough about Adam Stenovich, but I can't imagine an O-line coach is the most rah-rah guy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it seems like they're leaning on their players. Um, I think they'll figure it out over the course of the season. The Packers have had a really nice locker room um, culture since LaFleur came, and I think they have a real brotherhood. So they'll pick each other back up. But just as a side note, you know, hack if you if you wanted to come back, I think <laughs> it would be welcome. He didn't have to be OC. He can just come in and be like player, player personnel hype man. We can yeah, just make that a position. Just be uh, an offensive mind in that room because um, that offense was top notch when he was. And I think part of it too is like it's basically the same offense. Like we took away Devonte Adams, we took away Nathaniel Hackett. This offense can run the same way. And if anything, you're giving this offense the opportunity to be more explosive because you've got, yes, they had MVS, but you've got Dobbs, you've got Watson, you've got, we've seen a hell of a lot more pony package than I was even expecting this early in the season. So just run the offense the way it's supposed to be run. And I think that's, I think those are the things that they'll clean up and they'll put it together because we've seen the ability that this offense has to sustain drives and not to keep going back to the Bucks game, but should have been a 21 point lead at one point in this year, mm-hmm. 21 points in the first three drives. And again, we had a fumble early for the Packers against the Patriots. So if they can just clean up some of these little things, I think the offense can really start humming. I think it's, they make a mistake, they turn the ball over and then they go down three, seven points. And it's like, shoot, we got to get back in this. And the urgency to get back in it takes them out of the scheme that was 
what got them to be successful in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll come together. That's just what I keep saying to myself is it'll come together. They're winning games. They are having good drives. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're really inconsistent, but they're happening. So there are moments to look at and say, okay, that's how we need to replicate this. So I'm positive. I was feeling really not positive last night watching this game. I was thinking, is this team even a contender? Like that's what I was thinking to myself. A good night's sleep and a little bit of reflection. I'm I'm not going to overreact week four. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 